Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. In the marshlands of central Florida, it's the Riley and Kimmy Show. A heavy, ominous stillness falls over the swamp. The streets of San Francisco. A Quinn Martin production, starring Carl Malden. Also starring... Jimmy! I got one name! Jimmy! Tonight's episode, Mr. Nobody. And that is who I am. I am Mr. Nobody. I am Patrick Riley, your host down the trip, down the fast, warping, you know, way we go to the world of nerdum, geekdom, fandom, freakdom. It's all part of escapism and pop culture, and that is the Riley and Kimmy Show. If this is your first visit here, thank you for joining us, and right next to me is the sane one. That's right, it is Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. Thank you for joining us for episode 404. Now, coming up, Kimmy, we're going to uh, throw it to you. We're going to have a spotlight on you. Oh? Oh, yes, because I think a very important episode aired on television of a certain superhero-related television program, and we want to go to a Kimmy review from you. Because, you know, you're the kind of critic we really like because you you have no agenda. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to talk to you momentarily, get your review of the TV show Gotham. Okay. And one of the reasons, too, is because you're, you're more of a newbie nerd when it comes to the world of Gotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't grow up reading the Batman-oriented comic books or really watching a ton of the Batman cartoons and things like that. And so, you know, you're not going to be going down a checklist going, well, that's wrong. It wasn't like that in the comic books. Or you won't realize the Easter eggs that are being thrown at you. Unless, I'm curious if you caught any from the episode, things like that. We're going to talk about that coming up shortly here on the Riley and Kimmy Show. But it's time for another review, Kimmy. Before we get to you, we have a review revolving around the world of cosplay. Dressing up in costumes, playing city games. Hiding out in treetops, shouting out rude names. Now we're going to find out if they were shouting out any rude names or not. I don't think so, but it is possible, and there's one way to find out. We need to check in with our professor of cosplay. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho. That's right, Marco, our professor of cosplay, was recently at a convention that happened in Florida. Happened on, uh, let's see, Saturday, February 7th, and Sunday, February 8th, up in Gainesville, Ocala area, and it's called SwampCon. Mm-hmm. And he was at SwampCon. Matter of fact, he conducted a uh, cosplay 101 kind of class. How to be into cosplay. Uh-huh. Well, he is the professor mm-hmm. of cosplay, after all, and he is our official field reporter when it comes to, you know, conventions, and events and cosplaying and things like that. Let's check in with Professor Marco about SwampCon. Hey, this is Marco Mass, Professor of Cosplay. SwampCon is now over and in the record books. A fantastic convention. There was great costumes. 
fantastic panel, and overall, it's a rating of 9 out of 10 stars. Definitely great. Some of the premier costumes that I saw there. The Corpse Bride, fantastic. The Lord of the Rings set. The people that did Cheshire Cat, Mad Hatter, and the group of uh, ladies that did that. Miss Aldoa from the Pikachu Bug. There were a few other extras there that really stood out. The Deadpool crew for Team Lead. The Star Wars and Sith duelists were very well done. Some of the other um, panels that we had seen that were really good, man. Steampunk 101. They had um, camera and the cosplayer. Some of the top photographers were there. Ken Smith, Eddie from the Palinazzi, Lawrence Mudd, and Al Porter. And, of course, Robert Ashburn took many photos of the cosplayers. So I do have to admit, this was a con that I thoroughly enjoyed. I went for both days. I think it was one of the better cons. If the cons are going to be this good for the rest of the year, I think they are going to be a good season for cosplayers. Checking in. This is Marco Mad. Well, thank you, Professor of Cosplay for the Riley and Kimmy Show. That's Marco checking in with us in Gainesville, Ocala, Florida for SwampCon. Mm-hmm. And we have a link to SwampCon, by the way. I'm sure they have some photos and things like that of the fun, fantastic event. I wish we would have went, Kimmy, but we were, uh, you know, we were committed. And mm-hmm. I don't mean in a rubber room. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, and, and Marco was our proxy for, mm-hmm. for that event. And that is SwampCon. You know, you know, put that down. I think that's an annual event uh, in your day planner and say, hey, I'm going to go to SwampCon next time. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds like a fun thing. And matter of fact, basically any event Marco goes to the professor of cosplay. It is fun. He brings fun with him. Mm-hmm. You know, like Pigpen brought, you know, this big cloud of dirt with him. Well, Marco brings a big cloud of fun. Okay. He has his own unique form of fun crazy that just follows him, I think. Uh-huh. Don't you? Yep. Yeah, so I look forward to the next time we talk to Marco about cosplay and other things. Matter of fact, uh, I'm going to... Uh, Sit, sit down with Marco in the very near future. We're going to have him uh, talk to us about you know different nerd-related things. Uh, he's been invited to the Riley and Kimmy show just for that. Now, moving over, it's time for Kimmy to sit in the reviewer seat. I love this city, and I see it going to hell. Sometimes I think this place is cursed. But I won't let it fall apart without a fight. Citizens of Gotham, we will not, we cannot let these killers and these robbers and these rapists and these thugs win. Not on my watch. Well, the latest episode of Gotham aired, and right before we did episode of our own, 404. Now, Gotham episode is Scarecrow episode. The episode opens in a home filled with religious paintings, crosses, and other paraphernalia. A man enters to find his overhead lights won't work and his window blind shut. A hooded figure approaches him and then, when he's momentarily distracted, a second hooded figure comes in through the door at him. Now that's the opening. Mm -hmm. Now the question is, Kimmy, who watched, I believe, most of it, unless she was scared and closed her eyes because it did deal with fear, what did you think of the Gotham episode? 
It was it was good. Do you think um, it's improved? I think it has. Yeah, I like the scarecrow. Um, the father or the part son? of the well, both. Okay, I, I thought that was interesting. Okay, and um, of course the penguin and the Riddler. Ah, you liked when those two got together. <laughs> hmm. That was interesting too. So yeah. Actually, I thought that was well played out when the two of them met because I was kind of curious how they would eventually deal with that. And I'm, you know, I'm really enjoying the Riddler after I think probably well, since the previous episode. Uh, that's when they they just kind of to me did a, a slight adjustment. And I won't spoil that episode for those who have not seen it. Like me. That's right. It's on the DVR for you, lazy. And you can check it out. Uh, it, it changes things. It shifts things. And I like what they did. And I like this scene. And actually, there's a subtleness there of uh, the penguin where you actually see he's deadly when mm-hmm. he's dealing with the Riddler. There's a difference you know, in the two. And, you, and I don't know if you catch... If you did, if you caught the threat that he gives the the Riddler, basically, mm-hmm. you know, and it it was well played, I thought. Yes, you know, because to me, you know, the Penguin wouldn't in future world will not want to deal with somebody who wants to get caught. Right. You know, you know why in the devil would you want this Looney Tune? I mean, in a way, he's, I don't know if he's worse than the Joker because the Joker doesn't play by a rule book, and he might just kill you just because it might be funny to him. But this one wants to get caught. So why mm-hmm. even deal with him? You know? Right. Because the outcome's gonna be what? You're gonna get caught. Mm-hmm. Might take a bit, but he's gonna get you caught. So I did I did like that part. Now something with this uh episode, so you well, okay, out of uh let's see, Marco did a ten star rating with his event. What would you give out of ten stars, would you give the Gotham episode? Um compared to other Gotham episodes? Yes. Um, like I haven't seen all of the Gotham episodes, but it's up there. It's up there. Okay. And I, boy, this is not going to make some of my, uh, superhero TV friends happy who love, you know, certain superhero television shows. I think it's better than the last episode of Arrow. Mm, yeah. I won't argue with that. And I, because I'm, I'm not really happy with the certain direction that show is going mm-hmm. and certain people that are on the show, you know, that I just, that show Boy, it feels like it jumped a shark to me at times. Mm, and mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to the Adam having its own show, having his own show, Brandon Routh. It's like, yeah, yeah bring that on. Mm-hmm. I want to see that one. That's what I'm looking forward to. So I, I actually, I'm, I'm putting, you know, Gotham kind of up there a little uh-huh. bit. I think it's raising up, you know, the notches mm-hmm. slowly but surely. By the way, speaking of another uh, DC show, uh, before I forget, because I could, uh, Constantine, we're getting very close to the season finale. It's coming up this Friday. We don't oh, know if there'll be any more. Already? Yeah, yeah, because they didn't order any more episodes. Oh. But there's rumors that they will go to a different channel that is NBC-oriented. It might mm. be on sci-fi or something else. Or there is a possible deal with Netflix. Nobody knows. Hmm. It may be happening. But the key is there is a petition to save Constantine, and we have it available right on our website. And you can check that out. Right at RileyAndKimmy.com. But going back to Gotham, as I jump back and forth here on uh, in the DC world, one of the things Gotham did at the very end, and oh, by the way, before I forget, I did like how they uh, played out Bruce and Alfred. The scenes with Bruce and Alfred in this one, I liked it. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe they were actually going to show the Batcave, him finding the Batcave mm. in this episode. I, 
I was shocked they didn't do. I, I'm not shocked or disappointed. I just I was kind of like, wow, man, I think they're gonna do the Batcave. I really do, and then they didn't. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I, I'm 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 waiting for that scene. I don't know if it'll happen this season or not. I'm mm. I'm not sure, but I thought it was close. But I do like this Alfred, and you know, it's uh, in the portrayal, the the bonding between these two. Now, one of the things, actually, the very end thing was the trailer for the upcoming episode that's on the way, next week's episode. And, well, it's kind of maybe a special episode. I have two main areas of concern with NY and Enterprises. Underworld involvement in the Arkham Project and chemical weapons manufacture. Let's talk straight. I have a plan. Fascinating. You know why you're here. Well, any clue what they might be dealing with there? What character might be making his appearance? Hello, kiddies. Gonna meet the Joker. Yes, that is possible. Why wait for the forthcoming Red Hood-centric episode of Gotham to get all worked up in possibility of seeing the Joker? And Kimmy's like, Red Hood? Well, Red Hood is tied to the Joker, his origins, all the way back to the beginning. Because Mm. he was wearing a Red Hood, falls into that, Batman's chasing him, and then, you know... Boom, he becomes the Joker because of the chemical exposure. That's more that's that's a consolidated origin right there from the 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 part. But way back when we never knew who was underneath that hood. Mm. Now, according to this trailer, there's a possibility that the next episode titled The Blind Fortune Teller will have an appearance of the Joker. Uh, next week's episode, Jim Gordon and Dr. Leslie Tompkins will visit the circus, meet the Flying Graysons, which just happens to be the parents of Dick Grayson, who will become Robin. And according to that trailer, at the very end, there's a sinister young person there who might be the Joker. Mm-hmm. Now, nothing, is, nothing is said in the official synopsis about the new character that is seen in that trailer, one assumes he will be a suspect in the attack on a circus that drives much of next week's plot. Now, showrunners have said all season long that they will eventually deal with the Joker with Mr. X, though. Teases and Easter eggs reaching back as far as the pilot episode. Now, recently, Bruno Heller said that the show would soon scratch the surface of the villain, much of whose origins are unknown, and I hope they keep unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Ross had dealt with and, and others have the Joker and the beautiful black and white uh, storyline by Alex Ross deals with the Joker telling all these different versions of how he became what he became. Mm-hmm. And none of them are true. Or right. are they? You don't know. Mm-hmm. And even the video games have dealt with that where you get audio files when she was a doctor, Harlequin, mm-hmm. and she, you know, started seeing him at Arkham. He starts giving all these weird, not weird, just, you know, stories of how he became to be, which you realize he's probably lying. Mm -hmm. And he's twisting her and turning her and things like that. So what is this, this kid or young guy it? I I hope not. I hope it's just one of those, Mm. you know, I I just don't want, I just don't think he should know who he is at all. Mm. That's one of the problems I had with, and I love the movie, the 1989 Batman film. Should not have seen who Jack Nicholson was before he became what he became. Mm-hmm. And he should not have been 
the person who killed the Wayne parents, the, uh, Bruce Wayne's parents. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. Joe Chill is who did that. And in some versions for a long period of time, he never finds Joe Chill. And that's what drives him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I'm for one who thinks he should never. I mean, and I know they've concluded and found Joe Chill and stuff. Or even way back in the, I believe, golden age, definitely silver age, or right at the silver age. But I, I don't think he should ever find him because I think that should be a driving force to cause the mission to never be stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, always uh, keep going. So that is one of the things that uh, we saw in the episode. Did you were you intrigued with this trailer? Do you want to see it? I mean, mm-hmm. the episode that got them. Okay, so it, it did hold up for you and and kept your interest and piqued your interest. So that is something to check out. By the way, we have the uh, trailer, the video of it, right on our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. And still, one of my favorite scenes was the Penguin and the Riddler meeting. (laughs) Now, ComicBook.com has some of the Easter eggs in Gotham you might have missed. Yeah, you might have missed if you're not a hardcore nerd. Although you, you know, one of them was so big that... You, if you just seen one of the Batman movies, you kind of know what it's about. And that is the Scarecrow. Now, the episode's title and the key plot point is a reference to the Batman villain best known by most casual fans as the villain in Batman Begins. Also, he was in the final Nolan film, briefly, Jonathan Crane. Now, in this version, he is a young man, a teenager, a boy who was injected by his father this week in the field yeah, out in the field, with a drug, a concoction. And it's not a very good thing that happens. His father's created something that will basically overcome fear. Mm-hmm. And it backfires on him. It doesn't work that way, now does it? No. And you do see Scarecrow's hallucinations in this televised show. Now, cinematically, they are shot a lot like the Nolan trilogy, with blurring edges and the shaky camera. So there's a, you know, a similarity there. If you'll check Batman Begins, you'll see that as well. Now, we got to see the Club Oswalds. Now, that's the Penguin's first club officially, not the name that it is known in the, in the Batman lore. Also, the idea we get to see that the Penguin accepts his station in life isn't exactly a new one. Now, for years... There was a notion that the Penguin was fighting back against more of his freakish nature to be accepted, which was a big part of his drive to succeed. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of seeing that a little bit with this. And then there's a character, Mace. This is the Gotham-verse version of Mace Gardner. Mace Gardner, also known as Militia, is a mercenary working for the Quorum. He is the brother of Guy Gardner. Yeah, I told you, they got some Easter eggs in here. And then the song No More Heroes was heard. Now, this isn't the first time the Stranglers No More Heroes has been used in a superhero adaptation. The 1999 superhero comedy Mystery Men used a cover of that song by the Violent Femmes. Mm. You can check this out in the current version or the uh, current episode or the recent episode of Gotham. And it's a very good episode and it does have those Easter eggs and some of them are quite obvious and some... Are not, and it's worth uh, checking it out a second time because you might be surprised at what you will find. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I give it, you know, I, a lot of stars. Okay. I don't go as many as Marco does. I, I don't rate things up 10 stars. <laughs> wow. 10 stars he goes up to. Wow. What would it take to get to that 10th star? Oh, wow. Oh, that, you know, Marco, why didn't he get 10? <laughs> what happened? I, hmm. I want to know. 
And Kimmy won't even go up to 10 stars. She's like, 10 stars? I can't. I'll just say there's a lot. There's a lot of stars for Gotham. That's what I'll give them. And you. Let's point those claws of yours in a safer direction. Moving over to another universe, the Marvel Universe Screen Rant reports. If you thought X-Men Days of Future Past would be the last time you'd see the main original X-Men movie characters with the original actors Patrick Stewart and Ian McClellan as Professor X and Magneto, you were wrong. Speaking with Oregon Live last week for his new film, Match, Stewart revealed that his role as the founder of the X-Men isn't quite over. He reconfirms that he will not be in X-Men Apocalypse, but his longtime friend, McClellan, will be. Now instead, Stewart teases he's in the talks to co-star in a Wolverine movie with Hugh Jackman. Now the obvious assumption is that he's referring to Mangold's follow-up to the Wolverine. It's very fitting if that's the case, given how the film ends. Logan comes to term with his role in society and finds new meaning in life. He refers to himself as a soldier and won't live in fear and isolation anymore since he can put his abilities and experience to use. That thematic ending was followed up by a mid-credits button scene which featured Patrick Stewart recruiting him. Now, a script by Jeff Wadlow of Kick-Ass 2 is already complete for an X-Force movie, and it has been heard that it will include Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, and three other characters as a five-person team. Perhaps old Professor X helps set that up, or at least helps instruct Wolverine on how to become a more effective leader. For X-Men comics fans, there's also a chance in the next Wolverine movie that you might see Hugh Jackman finally suit up in one of the iconic comic book costumes. Mangold had a yellow outfit made for the Wolverine film that can be seen on the special features of the home video release, and Jackman very much wants to suit up right in that thing. Hmm. He wants to wear it. And some movies, by the way, Marvel-oriented that are about to be uh, released. Fantastic Four opens August 7th, 2015. Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds on February 12th. That's hard to believe. One year away, 2016. X-Men Apocalypse on May 27th, 2016. Wolverine 3, which is not the official title, on March 3rd, 2017. Fantastic Four, number two. One's not even in theaters yet. Number two, July 14th, 2017. And some as yet unspecified X-Men film on July 13th, 2018. That's just some of the films that are on the way when it comes to the world of Marvel. How do you feel about uh, Patrick Stewart being in another one? Or do you think he should just basically, you know, stay away? No, keep going. Oh, you want to see more of him, huh? Yeah. All right, that's good to hear. Most people are so ungrateful to be alive. Please don't do this to me. Suffering. You haven't seen anything yet. The makers of Saw. I'm sure you enjoyed at least some of the Saw movies, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a chance to maybe enjoy the makers of Saw when they get their hands on a certain movie franchise that they are about to reboot. Oh? Oh, yes. They've been given the reins to a classic horror franchise to try and re-jump it they have been given the reins to... Can you name it, Kimmy Quick? Halloween. That's right. Halloween. Wow. Yes, the creative team behind Saw has been given the reins to Halloween. Hmm. I guess we're supposed to forget about Rob Zombie's film. Mm, I'd I, uh, prefer to. Hey, Danny Trejo's in it. 
Yeah, true. At least he's in the first one. I forgot there is actually two zombie mm-hmm. Halloween things, but I never saw the number two one. Yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people did either. Now, according to Hit Fix, following John Carpenter's 1978 original Halloween movie, a list, by the way, that does include the Rob Zombie 2007 and 2009 entries in the series, John Carpenter himself once said, quote, I felt that there was no more story after the original, unquote. Mm. But because Hollywood is Hollywood and there's money to be made, the producers are now re- reviving the franchise with Saw writers Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Melton. Now, they've been tapped to pen a reboot, recalibration is what they're calling it, of the franchise. Mm. Now, Hit Fix has five ways to make it worthwhile. All right. We have all five of them. Okay. We have them right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. What, just out of curiosity, I want to see if your mind thinks like Hit Fix does. Is what, what, what comes to your mind right at the beginning? What would be something you would say they need to do to make it a, you know, an acceptable thing or a, a surefire hit? Whoa. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Well, one of the things that they have on the list is Jamie Lee Curtis needs to be left out of this. No Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis. Yeah. They say they don't begrudge the actress going back to the well for Halloween 2 or even Halloween H2O. But by the time Resurrection rolled around, it was clear Curtis had lost all sense of decency. If this is indeed a recalibration, they would advise them to refrain from cheap Jamie Lee Curtis cameos, which will only betray the creative bankruptcy of their intentions. Mm-hmm. Say, so leave her completely out of there. Yeah. Next one. Don't go too crazy with Michael Myers' backstory. The original Halloween was so frightening because of the brutality of Michael's crimes And in the film, there was no rhyme or reason to his relentless killing spree. Mm -hmm. Later installments, most famously Halloween 6, they went too far to try to explain his motivations. And by killing off the mystery, they also effectively killed off whatever scare factor remained. They did the same in the Rob Zombie first film, too. They uh, dealt with him Mm -hmm. and his childhood and things like that. Yeah. Now, so they say, you know, don't go too much into that. Right. They also say don't go too blood battering crazy because one of the things with the john carpenter film was he didn't really use a lot of blood or anything Mm-mm. yeah they say, they say just stay away from that as mm-hmm. well which they question if the saw duo can do mm. they, they think they might be you know try to gore it out even more uh-huh i'm wondering and now remember it is a recalibration number one do you set it in a different time period People are accepting horror in different time periods, meaning the following. How about, and here's my point of view, uh, American Horror Story is bouncing all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, the modern time, uh, recently, what, the 50s with uh, uh, the carnival thing they just did, the circus thing, and other time periods. They've jumped back and forth. Do you, do you set it in a different time period? Do you set it in the 70s? Do you do you set it now? Do you set it in the 60s or 50s? I mean, do you make it creepier going even further back? Hmm. Like a small town. That, where the, you know, murder is not common. I, I, I'm not saying it is common necessarily, but it would be more shocking. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm wondering that if you, you would do that. And when you don't have that cell phone you can call, you got to rely on a landline or a payphone mm-hmm. or things like that. I'm just, uh, And here's the next one. It's a recalibration. Remember? Mm-hmm. Does Michael Myers have to be Michael Myers? Can it be Michelle Myers? 
would it be creepier if they do the opening scene reshot, not necessarily, you know, script wise, page for page, camera angle to camera angle, but have something similar, but more, you know, different creation, you know, recreation, reimagination. And it is a girl, a little girl putting the clown mask on as opposed to a boy. Is that shocking or would that be a gimmick or I mean, or would it, would it be more horrifying having this blank, this blank stared female young person staring? I mean, is it more creepy, more sinister? Mm. You don't no, think, keep it a boy. Why? Because you don't like guys? <laughs> what is it? Because men are thought of as more overpowering and stronger and deadlier and beer. What about and, Lizzie Borden? Nah. Lizzie Borden. Yeah. I, I see I'm just I don't I don't know if that would I mean then maybe you do deal with the child factor for a little bit with a psychiatrist the uh, uh, Donald Pleasant's character uh, trying to analyze the kid you know and just can't reach that child at all mm-hmm. except when they come alive every year on Halloween for a moment and stare off you know that kind of thing I just it's just one of those things that hit me I don't know if it has to be maybe it does maybe it doesn't I don't know and I don't know the time periods you know I, I, I don't know if they need to set it now should it be a little bitty town or should it be a big town it's occurring in? You know, should, does it have to be the houses? Could it be an apartment complex? Could he be running crazy in an apartment complex? Hmm. I mean, I'm just, just throwing it out. I mean, you don't know who's going I, down the I don't know. I like the, I don't know. I like the innocence of the Suburbia? suburban neighborhood homes and yeah. Okay. Well, we'll have to see what they come up with. I'm actually looking forward to it. I, it'll, I, it'll still be better than that latest attempt. Mm-hmm. I think maybe they were a good choice. I just hope, yeah, they do uh, They do hold back on the excess gore and go more of a psychological thriller and yeah. suspense uh, to this. Thank you for checking out the Riley and Kimmy show. And by the way, be sure to tell your friends about us. And you can find out more right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Every story we've talked about, we have links to right on our website. And the stories that did not make this episode are there and there's so many because our website is updated 24 7 with nerd stuff geek stuff and freak stuff and it is superhero oriented horror oriented just plain pop culture cosplay and so many other things and we have links to social media if you follow us we follow you back well once again tell your friends about us help the show grow that's rileyandkimmy.com it's the end the end of the path i started us on nothing lasts forever Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.